Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Rapid Recap on the Inside Nebraska YouTube page. He's Steve Mark, he's Jeff Ekstrom, and I'm Zach Carpenter. We're at Memorial Stadium right now, where about an hour or two hours ago, we saw uh, the third spring practice of the Huskers uh, spring ball in this off season. About 40 minutes, first 40 minutes or so of the practice were op was open to the media. And then we had three players and uh, the two coordinators, Tony White, and Marcus Satterfield spoke at the podiums. Uh, the players were Quentin Newsom, Nash Hutmacher, and Billy Kemp IV. Um, so pretty loaded day of open practice uh, for both sides of the ball and special teams. And then getting a chance to talk with all five of those guys. Uh, Steve, just running through the open practice, because I think that was probably the most telling, most interesting part of, the, of this entire loaded day. Um, what, was, what was your number one, number two, biggest takeaways you you had to focus on the defense while yeah. I was focused on the offense so I focused on the defense and something that I noticed was Chief Borders um, I'm actually gonna talk about two of the SEC transfers on the defensive side Chief Borders one from Florida coming over he was first in line in everything that he did and I thought that was really cool and really telling and it made a lot of sense because Chief Borders was also the one that Matt Rule chose to come up to the podium earlier um, in this offseason and kind of talk about the work and leadership that he's been doing. So it was really cool to see Chief Borders as the outside linebacker edge, whatever we want to call it, um, be that first in line and be the leader and show that he's here, um, you know, to do work and, and, be, and be somebody that younger guys can follow. I, I don't know. I just I just look at Chief Borders and I see an instant impact transfer. I mean, there's no way that that guy is not going to play or have a starting role in Tony White's um, defense. Yeah, the, the uh, we were talking um, through slack and then just after he talked at the podium a few weeks ago and we were both in agreement like the more that we see it see him hear from him and mm -hmm. uh just think about his potential role in that defense the more excited we get about him absolutely and at six foot four 240 pounds he's very very solidly built and I think he can play right next to Luke Reimer on the inside at the second level. He can roll down to the line of scrimmage as that outside linebacker type body and, and do some battles with offensive tackles, offensive guards. So the world, I mean, is just all open for cheap borders right now in Tony White's 3-3-5 um, defense. Second one, I'm going to go with the Georgia transfer, MJ Sherman. Um, he physically looks apart at six foot three, 250 pounds. The guy is big, he's very impressive physically, and he was going through some form tackle drills that Evan Cooper, the defensive backs coach, was running, and he just looks fluid. He looked like he'd been doing it for four years, which he has at, at Georgia, so, um, you know, it, it's really, it's another transfer that I think is gonna be an instant impact guy um, in, in Tony White's defense, somebody that you're gonna slide in, I think, as kind of the outside linebacker edge role on the line of scrimmage, but hey, he could play inside linebacker too if he wants. I think that guy's um, that good. So um, yeah, Chief Borders, MJ Sherman, two, two guys that I noticed right off the bat. Uh, Jeff, what was your biggest takeaway or two from today's practice? Yeah, so I'll stick with Steve here, go with another Georgia transfer, mm -hmm. Reed Gilberts. Um, tight end, big, physical, imposing body, 6'6", six, six, and, six, six. and today Marcus Satterfield, offensive coordinator, listed or said that Gilbert was at 270 pounds. Mm -hmm. He's a borderline offensive tackle at this <laughs> point, so they're probably going to want to slim him down a little bit. But just a physical guy who really stood out today, but not really on the offensive side, but more on the punt, uh, punt block. Um, well, not punt block, but just regular punt unit. He was mm -hmm. in the middle of that shield, that punt shield. He was calling out coverages, just commanding the punt unit. Um, and he was working with a bunch of guys, but he was kind of the one consistent guy right in the middle. So I think you're going to see a lot of him in that punt unit. Um, and of course, tight end as well. Um, my second one I have is 
course, I can't mention the court without going without quarterbacks. And all of them, obviously Casey Thompson, Logan Smothers are out right now. But first look at Jeff Sims. Again, just like Eric Gilbert, physical body. Is all of that was listed 6'4"? 6'4", 220. Yeah, she's all of that. Um, but to be honest, he was a little smaller uh, compared to Richard Torres' his teammate. That's one who really caught my eye. Guys, the, yeah, he was huge. Like, yeah. He is so tall. But Jeff Sims looks really athletic, moved around a lot. Uh, didn't really do too much when we were able to uh, view the practice, but I mean, he looks the part. It was good to actually just see Jeff Sims out there in pads running around. We got to, we got a chance to look at just like you know he's such an athlete. I mean, there's not there's nothing that that guy can't do on the football field athletically. He can do everything. He's got a huge arm. Um, he's really really fast. He's just like built to be an athlete at 6'4", 220. So it's just going to be really interesting um, how that quarterback competition goes uh, this spring with Casey Thompson obviously not doing a whole lot, Logan Smothers not doing a whole lot, and then, uh, yeah, Heinrich Harburg in there. Chubba, Chubba Purdy was there today. Um, Richard Torres, which which Jeff mentioned at 6'5", six, uh, six, 230 pounds. I think he's listed at just a big, strong kid, a huge arm from Texas. So, yeah, really interesting. Yeah, I mean, Jeff Sims, the quarterback group, with my focus on the offense, that was the number one thing I was looking for. And I mean, just to double down on what you guys said, yeah, I was. It was impressive to see the type of athleticism he has and uh, the way he's built, the way he moves. They were doing play action rollout drills. Uh, they were first doing play action drills of uh, uh, short handoffs and then stretch plays um, before rolling out. Didn't get to see them throw uh, much or at all. Which yeah, exactly by design. By design. Um, but we saw them a little bit. And I mean, just to run through, Sims as expected was number one through the line, followed by Richard Torres, number two, Chubba Purdy, number three, Heinrich Harburg, number four, and uh, the Ole Miss walk-on Jack Woke. Uh, how do you say his last name? I'm not going to butcher. Put that you one. on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> so the Ole Miss transfer uh, walk-on was fifth through the line. So that was the order of the signal callers. Um, but also Sims and the rest of the quarterbacks that were put through ball carrying drills, where uh, they were running through the line. I know, I'm sure that's standard, but. Just something extra that stood out because I think the quarterback run game could be a little more of, a, of an implementation in this offense. And uh, Sims got some praise for his physicality and the way he was uh, performing during that drill. Uh, and then just to run through the rest of the position groups, the offensive line obviously um, is a big spotlight point for oh, obvious yeah. reasons. Uh, most notable, noticeable was that Teddy Prohaska was out there thought that he might be completely out for spring looks like might be uh might be upgraded in a green, in a green to, jersey yeah he was in a green jersey he was limited um he was going through individual drills though which is good to see i think i mean he i wouldn't say he was going through them gingerly at all i'm just uh he was being very careful and they're being cautious with him but uh, good to see him getting some work in after two straight season ending injuries and then yep. going through uh, surgery in, in the fall and got a little peek behind the curtain to Donovan Riola. Um, he's publicly very, very reserved, but I think we all know that he has this coaching style, this teaching style that his, uh, his offensive linemen in his room really take to. And we got a little snippet of intensity out of it. He was hollering, uh, if, you don't, if you don't care about your teammate, either you care about your teammates or you don't. He was yelling that, I'm not sure who it was to, but uh, he was getting his message across, um, across the line left to right. It was Bryce Benhart at left tackle going through the, the top group um, when they were doing um, their, their individual periods, team period of uh, the five guys all lined up. It was Bryce Benhart at left tackle, 
uh, Nuili, I can never remember how to say his first name. Norden Nuili. Norden Nuili, left guard. Ben Scott, center. Um, uh, right guard was, uh, help me out, Steve. It was number 57, Ethan Piper, um, and then Turner Corcoran at right tackle. So across the board, I don't think that's there's much of a surprise there. Got kind of but a switch then on the tackles with Turner Corcoran, who started his career at left tackle, played a lot of left tackle, moving to the right now. And Bryce Benhart spent a lot of his, his entire career at right tackle on, on the right side, flipping to the left end. So Yeah, so a little bit of a switch up, but still I think most for the most part, I don't, yep. I don't know if there were many surprises there, but Ben Hart, uh, something we had heard was that he had uh, trimmed down a little bit, and yet he's listed at 6'9", 315 pounds, but looking noticeably trimmer. I don't yeah. know if you saw that. Yeah, you see Bryce walking around, and physically I think he doesn't look like he did last year. Um, you know, we obviously don't have scales to weigh these guys right now, so we're just going off of uh, looks, but he physically looks thinner, so yeah. Yeah, um, so as the quarterbacks in the offensive line, the two most – uh, noticeable groups, but then I also got a chance to watch EJ Barthel and uh, Garrett McGuire um, take their position groups, running backs and receivers through their individual periods and um, not to run through everything because we wrote about it at nebraska.rivals.com about some of the teachable moments from EJ Barthel. It's just a slice of intensity that we saw from him um, getting on AJ Allen a little bit. Gabe Irvin Jr.'s continues to be another guy that they're very impressed with. And then the receivers, Xavier Betts looks like a monster physically. Um, and it was actually Billy Kemp and Xavier Betts who were the top two, number one and number two, Kemp number one, Betts number two, going through punt returning drills with a couple of the other guys, which Kemp is not a surprise. He was Virginia's top yep. punt returner at, for the four seasons, five, five years he was at uh, Virginia. Um, but. He looked a little more comfortable than Betts right now, which again is not a surprise, but mm -hmm. just another noticeable item. And Malachi Coleman, the Huskers highest ranked, highest ranked signee of the 2023 class, he showed up and he was watching not just the receivers and his future position coach and position room, but also had a keen eye on uh, the punt returning um, drills that were going on. So that was an extra thing of note for me. But um, eventually transitioned to Tony White, Marcus Satterfield, and the three players I said before that were speaking at the podium down here. Um, Steve, what was your, the thing that stood out the most from, from their time at the, at the podium? Yeah, so one thing that I, I found interesting with Marcus Satterfield is he said that he's never been at a place this big before. And by that, he meant his roster. And he talked a lot about the tight end bodies. He's got a lot of tight ends. Uh, right now that, that he's really interested in. And he said he wants to be in 13 personnel a lot, which is one run, one running back and three tight ends. So, you know, maybe keep keep that in mind when we're talking about, you know, what the fall is going to look like and what kind of personnel packages Nebraska is going to have out there. And real quick on that, I think yeah. we're noticing that in recruiting. They have three oh, tight yeah. ends coming There's in a for a monster ends, recruiting guys. weekend. So. A lot of tight ends on the roster, a lot of tight ends uh, in the, on the recruiting land. So um, he also talked about Billy Kemp. I asked him about, about Billy Kemp, and I'll be writing uh, kind of more of an in-depth feature on, on that, about how tough that kid is, about how versatile he is lining up in the slot or out wide in the backfield a little bit. He played it at Virginia, so um, that's another kind of chess piece. This this uh, coaching staff likes using the term chess piece, but Billy Kemp is another one. Who ton of toughness to have a short guy. I mean, what else yes, is new? Absolutely. I would like to hear that. For sure. And uh, yeah, Mark, another thing we can end on Marcus Satterfield was, you know, he was asked about what he wants from the quarterback position, and he said this in the past, and he just didn't stray away from it. He wants them to take care of the football. If you don't take care of the football, you're not going to play quarterback here. So. You know, decision making I think is going to be one of Marcus Satterfield's top traits that he looks for in quarterbacks. And then, yeah, and I think on that another reason that they're going through those those 
drills oh, yeah. of having the assistant mm -hmm. coach slam them with the pads as they're mm -hmm. running through and holding on to the ball. Holding so on to the damn ball. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, which we heard a lot uh, in, in, in the open practice um, portion. And then uh, switching over to Tony White, I didn't get to listen to a ton of it, um, but he also said that these kids are really um, willing to adapt to the change. Um, they're very coachable, which is which is a good thing to hear. He gave a lot of praise. One one name that popped up a lot with Tony White was Malcolm Hartzog, the, the, the uh, true freshman starter at corner last year. Um, Tony White really likes him. He said he's very versatile, and who knows, we might be seeing um, Malcolm Hartzog as kind of a safety role as well. Um, Tony White mentioned that, but you know, there's a lot of, lot of off-season um, practices to go, but um, corner, safety, who knows, maybe even a smaller version of the rover. I don't know, um, but, but it's really fun to think about. He also gave a shout out to walk-on John Bullock, um, which is, which is kind of cool. He's, uh, I think John Bullock has been a mainstay um, on the special teams front um, the past couple seasons at Nebraska. Just a really good kid, good football player in general, and I think he's catching the eye of, of Tony White. Um, also, uh, with the rover position, we're going to have more on that at Inside Nebraska later, but he, he mentioned Isaac Gifford and Miles Farmer as two guys who, who maybe have a strong potential to maybe play that role. And what that role actually is, I don't think is determined yet, but um, for, for now, I think Tony White was really kind of impressed with Isaac Gifford and Miles Farmer. Also, Omar Brown. So just another nickel that is going to be um, doing, doing good things. We talked to Quentin Newsom, and, and he said Omar Brown is really impressing him as somebody who's taking a step and you know, taking charge of the opportunity that's in front of him. So Omar Brown's another name to kind of keep in the back of your mind. Yeah, Jeff, what was, I guess, number one takeaway or thing that stood out from, uh, from those press conferences? Yeah, so I paid mostly attention to Nash Hubmacher, and it's a big year for him. Um, he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be relied upon right in the middle, especially with the 3-3-5. And he talked a lot about his weight, and I found that interesting. He said at the end of last year he was in that 320-325 mark, and that the biggest emphasis he's had this year is losing that weight and becoming more athletic. Cause I think that's what Tony White wants in his mm -hmm. nose tackle there in the middle at 335 is someone who's big around that 300 pound mark but also pretty athletic and that's what they're trying to do shed all out of that body fat and he didn't mention a specific weight that he wanted to get down to but I'm going to guess that's going to be around that 300 mark um, form so I think he's still around that 320 maybe a little under that but right now they're just he's worried about losing body fat. Mm -hmm. Yeah a lot of takeaways a lot of observations not just from the press conferences but from that 40 minute practice window, which was the first of four open practice windows that we're going to get um, throughout this spring, 15, 14 practices, and then the spring game, which counts as that 15th um, practice of the spring. So we'll have plenty more, plenty more observations, things that we're going to be noting uh, as those continue to roll out. But right now at Nebraska.Rivals.com, we have uh, offensive notes and defensive notes from today's session and then a uh, wrap-up of the press conference that we saw, play more features and analysis and news items, things that stood out uh, will be coming your way today and throughout the rest of the week. So again, love to uh, encourage you to subscribe to nebraska.rivals.com. Encourage you to like and subscribe, like this video, subscribe to the Inside Nebraska YouTube channel so you can have those videos dropped directly into your feed. So for Steve Mark, for Jeff Ekstrom, I'm Zach Carpenter. We'll catch you guys again next time.